Welcome to the podcast, the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. This is Contemplation with Christoph, number 86, episode number 215. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Don't take you subscribing and listening for granted. I really am dedicated to sharing my life and sharing the lives of others. I'm honored to be able to share other people's lives through the conversations, and it is my honor to share my life, and I'm, I'm humbled that people do listen, that you do listen. I, I share my life with the best of intentions, I feel as if I am pretty transparent with the ebbs and flows of which is my life, and I think that's normal. You get me in all colors. Remember, you can find this podcast on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast or on any of your favorite podcast apps. Head over to YouTube and subscribe. That'd be super fun. All of the conversations are recorded. It's really cool to see people's faces and emotions. That's why I have them, and I will always have them video recorded. You can find me on Instagram at ChristophLewis. And now it's time for the Book challenge. I'm reading one book a week for a year. It's not easy. Uh, this weekend I had to read a lot to catch up and it just reiterates the fact that consistency is key. Short, sweet, small, consistent maneuvers are very powerful and they're much more powerful than waiting to do something and then doing it all at once. Last week I read Rich Dad's Cashflow Quadrant, Rich Dad's Guide to Financial Freedom by Robert Kiyosaki, who is of course the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this week I I'm reading something that's completely off the script, not necessarily something that I would read, but I saw Eddie Penny recommend it on his page. And you know what? I said, hell with it. I'm going to do it. I trust Eddie and I trust his judgment. And it's just something that I need to work harder on. And I will preface that before I get into what the book is, before I say that is just because you admittedly have to work harder on something doesn't mean you're bad at something. You can always get better. You can always become more knowledgeable on on a subject, a topic, and just be better at that. Having said that, this book is entitled To the Women I Once Loved. And this is by Pierre-Alex Chinti. And this book is a reflection of his inner feelings towards past relationships and how they have contributed to the man he has become. So essentially what this book is through poetry, it is revitalizing the faith in men uh, to women and giving men the strength based on their past relationships and what we've learned from them, what we can apply to our future or current relationships. And why I think this book is important is because one, I'm stepping out of my boundaries of what I usually read. And I think it's important to be educated in things that you wouldn't necessarily look towards. So for example, I don't talk about politics, but politics are a good example of if you're a left winger or right winger, it would behoove you to educate yourself on what the other side does and is. Uh, At a bare minimum, you'll have a lot more ammo to be able to properly articulate yourself, but I think what you need to do is is not do it for those reasons, but do it just to be wholeheartedly educated, holistically educated. So having said that, one, my relationship is so important to me, and I believe that all of the things that you've done in your life, you need to learn from those. And if you don't learn from the things that you've done in your life, then you're, you're bound to repeat it, right? History is doomed to be repeated if you do not learn from it. So based on to the women I once loved, if I haven't
and learned from my past relationships, whether I was at fault, the other woman was at fault, then I would not be as good as a husband as I am today. But because I've made mistakes and chosen to learn from them, I am a better husband and I continue to learn from the mistakes that I make now. So I'm clearly not perfect. So I just want to take some extra time to talk about the book this week because I think it's really important that obviously you guys know I don't read stuff like this, but I think it's really good for those reasons. And I hope that you step out of your comfort zone and your normal boundaries to educate yourself outside of your comfortability zones. And I, I think you won't regret that. Yesterday's conversation was conversation number 129 with Effie Lane Franks. And Effie was a former United States Navy veteran. She joined in her 30s. It's really interesting. So I really wanted to dig into why she did do that. She's been an international traveler. She dropped everything to become a teacher in Italy for a few years. And she's just done a lot of unique things. And it was a really fun informational podcast. Definitely check that out. And today I'm going again outside the spectrum just a little bit to speak with you about my first sensory deprivation tank experience. So my first float tank experience. So let's get into it. So I'm not going to jump on Google or, or anything like that and give you a word for word definition of what a sensory deprivation tank or chamber is. But what I'm going to do is if you're not familiar with it, one of the reasons there's a lot of reasons I made this episode and it is still in line with all the other reasons that I make my contemplations. It's things that I learn that I want to share with you all or conversations that I have with you all that I want to share with the masses, the other listeners, because I have a lot of conversations with people that listen to the podcast and then I turn those into episodes and share those here. So that's what's pretty cool about the contemplations. Having said that, I got a crap ton of questions about what that egg-shaped light thing was that I posted on my Instagram stories this weekend. I went on Saturday morning to this. So I'm going to explain what it is first, and then I'm going to explain why I went, the reasons why I went, and then I'm going to tell you about my experience. So what is this tank? What it is, is this, like I said, this egg-shaped thing. So this chamber, almost like a tanning bed in a sense, filled with water about maybe five to seven inches so not very deep and it's filled with salt water so you're very very buoyant and what you do is you lay in the tank in your birthday suit and you're laying there on your back your arms are up next to your ears you have earplugs in so you can't hear anything you close the top of this thing like you would in a tanning bed and there's no light there's no sound because it's quiet in this room it's quiet in the this egg thing and you have earplugs in so you you can choose to have meditative music or lights, but I went in there for some very important reasons. So because of that, I turned off the light, I turned off the music and it's completely dark. You can't see, you know, pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. It's completely quiet. So sensory deprivation, because what is happening is you can't see anything. You can't hear anything and you're floating and the water's about a little bit past halfway up your body and the water is body temperature. So it almost has this feeling of weightlessness. You really, really, are able to focus and I'm going to get into the focus meditative part of it in the latter part of this so that's just the quick roundabout I know there's probably more details in it but you get the gist of it there are two reasons that I went to the sensory deprivation tank one of the reasons is if you do know I have a bad neck injury and if you don't know I had a neck injury back in 2015 from the Navy it was going for about four years and I was just living with it and then about a year ago a month after my daughter was born it 
it, it extremely exacerbated to where I couldn't hold my eight pound daughter and I couldn't work out for about seven months and I just started working out again in October. So I was very depressed. I lost, I went down from 205 pounds down to about 185 pounds. So I lost a lot of muscle, lost a lot of weight and I was a, a, a little bit depressed, I, you know, for being a fit guy all my life in the military and in sports and not being able to hold my daughter. So it was, it was not a good time for me. <laughs> I went to two specialists up in DC. None of them could diagnose me with anything and I'm still not diagnosed to this day. Having said that, I've been to physical therapy, which did make it a lot better. I credit my recovery to the point where I could actually start working out a little bit in October. So that is reason number one. And that is reason number one why I went to the sensory deprivation tank. Reason number two is because I've meditated in the past and I've never been good at it because I've probably just not tried hard enough. So I wanted to go in there to get into a meditative stance and think about a lot of things that are on my mind lately. I haven't shared a lot of things with you guys on the podcast, but we are dealing with some some really difficult things in our family. I've talked to maybe a handful of people. I'm not sure again if I'm going to make it public, but the health of one of the family members isn't good. So it's just something we're dealing with. And I appreciate um, your generosity for that. So having said that, I wanted to go in for my neck. I wanted to go in to clear some things about my life and try to think about some, some things. But number one was definitely, um, I'm sick and tired of not having answers for my neck. And I wanted to go in there and I'm seeking alternative health methods because I have not gotten any answers. So now you know what it is, you know why I went there, and now I'm going to talk you through my experience. So you go in there, uh, you wash down, you get in your birthday suit, you lay in this tank, you close the lid, now you're in this like aqua coffin, as I'm going to coin it, I guess, and you turn off the light, you turn off the music, your ears are plugged in, and you're just floating there in complete silence. You literally cannot hear anything, you literally cannot see anything, and you're just floating there and the water is the same as your body temperature and you have this feeling of weightlessness and I shit you not for the first five to ten minutes I was just absolutely like a little kid trying to see my hands and it was crazy because my mind was like pretending that I saw my hands but I couldn't see my hands and I'm just like laying there you can pretend right now I'm like laying there like trying to look at my hands and I can't see anything and I haven't been in a state of darkness that dark for a while so it's it's kind of comedic but I spent my first couple minutes just like that probably not ten minutes but like five minutes uh, just screwing around the water and trying to get comfortable and I start, they start you with a pad around your neck, around your head to keep your neck a little bit more supported. So I did that for a while and I'm not gonna get into too detail in this podcast, but essentially it took probably, and I, there's no timer. I was in there for an hour total, but I would say for at least the first 30 minutes, so a long time, I couldn't get to what my two goals were that I listed to you. I couldn't get the pain out of my neck and I couldn't get into a meditative stance. And if you've ever tried meditation and you're not an expert in it, you're, you're an amateur like myself, then you will realize that it's hard to get into a meditative state and your mind just focuses on like a million different thoughts. I thought I was going to get into negative thoughts because of what's going on in my life, but fortunately I didn't. But what did happen is I just kept on thinking about work, kept on thinking about family. I kept on, like I thought about everything. I thought about the podcast for like 30 minutes and I just one thing from the next to the next to the next. And I was like, holy shit, it's, it's true what they say about how many thoughts you have during the day. And no matter how hard I tried, I just, I just couldn't relax. And my neck still hurt. So one of the first things I did was I took the foam out 
from my my head underneath my head and my head went back into the water and the water went all the way up to the bottom of my eyes and I was very very level and at that point I felt more at one with the water Uh, honestly my body was more submersed and I felt felt better and I the stress was actually better on my neck but my neck was still screaming like it typically is throughout the day all right so next what I did was like I was like in there forever and honestly I started to get a bad attitude like I think a lot of times in experiences we I go why the hell am I here this is a waste of money. This is stupid. How privileged am I to be in a, I'm paying money to go float in a tank? Like, this is so silly. And I was starting to get down on myself and about all these things. So, essentially, why I'm sharing this with you is to one, encourage you to do it if you haven't done it. And two, to like, it's such a metaphor for like other things in our lives. Like, your mind's constantly racing. You can't calm down. You can't get into a meditative state. Your body's killing you. And you're really just not able to relax. And you want to do something for the good, but you really just, you get down on yourself and you quit before you even start. So what happened was, is that I was laying there. So I started to get bored and it's funny because I was like, gosh, I bet I'm going to get bored for an hour. But I was like, I had to remind myself, why the hell did I go do this? So then I got my shit together and I was like, listen, dude, you got bad neck pain. And that's like the number one reason you want to get here. So what I did was I laid there and I focused as hard as I could. So I said, how am I going to focus? Well, let's see how my body feels. Let's listen to my body. So I started on my toes, literally a crappy knot. I started at my toes and I said, how do my toes feel? And I went to the tops of my feet, the sides of my feet, the bottom of my feet, the heels of my feet. I went to my shins, my calves, my knees. I went all the way up my body. And you know what happened is between my toes and my head, I probably lost track of literally going through my body 50 times. So what I mean by that is I would say, I would like, how are my toes feeling? And then I'd be go, oh shit, I have that report due on Monday at work. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm trying to like focus on your body. And then I'd go, how do the balls of my feet feel? How do my heels feel? Oh, how's my family? Oh my God. So I'm getting off track again. And so those examples all the way up my body, I kept on getting off track, no shit, like 50 times. But the higher I got up on my body, the less I get off track and the more I was able to concentrate and really focus and slowly, but surely get into a meditative state. And then I got all the way up to my head and my neck was still cranking. I'm like, this is such bullshit. Yet another thing that I cannot correct. I'm so upset. So I went up there and literally my whole entire body was calm and I was really close to a meditative state, except my neck was still cranking in the same spot it's been cranking for coming up on six years. So I really, really just continue to relax and really just control my mind. And I'm at this point, I'm bare. I'm like not thinking of anything else except for my neck and thinking about how I heard it, thinking about what I've done and just really focusing on relaxing my neck in the water as much as possible. So short story is, is the more I'm thinking, the more I'm thinking minutes go by and my neck doesn't hurt anymore. And then at that point, <laughs> the, the voice comes on and says, your session's over. And what had happened was, is I firmly believe I didn't fall asleep, but I'm very confident that I was in such relaxation. I finally got my neck to like simmer down for the first time in a very long time. And I was just sitting there and I was just finally thinking clear thoughts and essentially to a point after good, clean thoughts where I was focusing on what I wanted to focus on, I really wasn't focusing on anything. And my mind was just clear. It was filtered in my opinion. I'm sure there's a better way to explain this for somebody that's more experience in meditation. And if you are, I'd love to hear your opinion as well, especially in a um, sensory deprivation tank. So, and I got up and I was like, man, I was in that state where I was like, I don't know if I was sleeping. I don't know if I was meditating and I very well have been sleeping. But the point is, is when I got up, I didn't feel any pain and I felt very, very relaxed. And I was able to think about a lot of the things that have been bothering me in a very healthy, private way where nothing was distracting me. So I appreciate you listening to this experience. I wanted to educate people. I wanted to tell you about my experience and 
give you a heads up on if you do this specifically or you do something like it, then go into it understanding your why. And I again, this is a metaphor for a lot of other things in your life. So this is very important that if you go into something, you don't have high expectations and you don't take it seriously, you're probably not going to get anything out of it. But if you go into it and you have a good why and you take it seriously and you really, really hone down on yourself and focus, then you can get something out of it. Typically, when I work out my shoulders and my back, my neck cranks for two days and I'm miserable and I have to go to sleep with the heat pad most of the time. Now, I'm recording this on Sunday night. I did this Saturday morning and my neck hasn't hurt at all since. So I don't know. Even if it's a placebo effect, I don't care because at this point, you can tell it's been a long time and I'm willing to do anything. So I learned a lot about myself. My neck feels better and I was very calm and relaxed. And at the bare minimum, it was like how you feel after getting an hour massage. So I would do it again for all those reasons. So it's time for a recap. Pretty short and sweet. It gave you the what? I gave you my why and I gave you the experience and to use this again, not as just for what the float tank is, but as a metaphor for other things in your life. So go out there, you know, really have a good why. If you want to do something, take it seriously so you can get the most out of it. And don't be afraid to try things in your life that could benefit you. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening to my float tank experience, my first sensory deprivation chamber experience. You can find this episode, remember, on christophlewis.com forward slash podcast or any podcast app. Head over to YouTube and subscribe, iTunes, rate five stars, and follow me on Instagram at Christoph Lewis. Thank you so much for listening, but please don't only listen. So my challenge to you is to, one, go do this if you want. It'd be really fun. It's not too expensive. It's cheaper than a massage, and it can be really beneficial. And I think if you're looking to get into a meditative state, this could definitely propel you into that quicker if you take it seriously. So again, uh, the big thing that I want to take away from this episode is that this is a metaphor, and I want you to also take it for what it is, literally, the tank, but also as a metaphor to go out there and take things seriously. You get out what you put in. Remember, you can listen to all the best advice, the best podcasts, read all these books, but if you don't apply it, it doesn't mean anything. So you have to go out there, practice what you preach, be a good leader, set the example, and do what you need to do for you, no matter what anybody cares about you or what you think people care about you. Live your life to the fullest, love your family, and have the best day ever. See you guys. Yeah.